Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You would never stay with the Father that lies to you all the time. I mean, what a miserable place. Well, that's exactly where you are spiritually. And that's what Jesus was saying to these religious leaders. Hey, you're religious, but you're not born again. You're not saved. You absolutely don't have a clue what's happening to you. So think about that as we go through. If you haven't been born again and trusted Christ, your spiritual insight comes from Satan. That's the kingdom you're under. And it's all based on lies. No normal person wants to live with someone who lies all of the time. People complain about politicians and hold them in very low regard because the perception is that they lie most, if not all of the time. In Pastor Mark's teaching today, he'll be talking about the nature of the two kingdoms in this world. You'll learn that you're a member of either God's kingdom or Satan's kingdom. You'll find out information about the nature of these two leaders, which one leads to life and which leads to death. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 20 as he begins his message, Truth or Lies? Let's turn in our Bibles to Exodus chapter 20. Finish this statement. You've heard it before. A little white. Yeah. By the way, that's not biblical, in case you didn't know. Let me share with you what came out this week. Maybe some of you saw it on Thursday morning. A pilot, a a plane that crashed just a few months ago, if you remember, in Buffalo. Everybody was killed. Here was the headline. The captain of the flight that crashed near Buffalo in February would have been fired or not even hired if the airline knew he had lied about failing three pilot tests before applying for this job. Would you call that a little white lie? You see, sometimes when we speak about truth, We don't realize the implications. Well, God did. We're in this series on the Ten Commandments, the Ten Living Words. And we've used these little guidelines here just to remind us that if we stay within the Ten Commandments, this is a pathway of freedom. This isn't bad. This isn't difficult. This is the way we do life. Now, when we step outside and do our own thing and we break the commandments or the word of God, good things don't happen. So we've just used these as a, as a guideline to remind us of the Ten Commandments. 
Now, we come to the ninth commandment today. Let's look at Exodus chapter 20. Go down to verse 16. Let's read it. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Now, why would God put that in the top ten? Really, it speaks of perjury, lying under oath. Now, I have to say, I doubt that if you were called to be on the stand this week and you were sworn in, I really doubt that anybody in our churches would perjure themselves. They'd lie. So what is this all about? Well, the word false means an untruth. It means deception. And really, this ninth commandment, it encompasses all lying. And the opposite of false is truth. So really, if you want to take the ninth commandment and turn it around, it's all about truthfulness. And you would say this, God says truth matters. First thing I want you to write, God cannot lie. God is truth. Now, I have to say to you today that we have to be very careful in our society because many people, even in the United States, are now saying this. There is no absolute truth. Whatever's true for you is fine. Whatever's true for me is fine. I want to say to you today, there is absolute truth. Let me give you an example. At 12 inches is equals what? A little slow there. There wasn't math involved or anything like that. It was just as 12 inches equals a, a foot, okay? 50 years ago, how much was 12 inches? Well, that's an example of what? Absolute what? Truth. Now, here's the problem. Many people today will say, well, the Bible isn't absolute truth. Well, they're wrong. If you happen to be going to a church, maybe you're visiting us today. By the way, we're not a perfect church. You know why? Because I'm here and you're here. Next question. (laughs) But we have a perfect God. If you happen to be going to a church and your pastor turns and says, well, I can't read that because that's really not true today. It was just a saying in the Bible. And that one isn't really true either. But this one's true. Leave the church. Find your place that's true. Here's another warning for us. I have people write me from time to time. Pastor Mark, I watched this thing on CNN, a National Geographic. I watched the History Channel, and they did this amazing thing on Christianity. Wow, was it great. Be very careful. Because they dilute the truth. And they put all kinds of stuff in those programs that is not biblically correct. I have to say to you, and I'll say it kindly, most churches in America... Most people in America are simply clueless about the Bible. We have no real understanding of the Bible. And so when there is untruth, it's easy to happen. What we do here is based on this commandment, truth. Think about this. God cannot lie. God is truth. Now, how do I know that? Well, Titus 1-2 tells me that. So, God is a God of truth, Deuteronomy 32-4. Jesus said he was truth, John 14-6. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, John 14-17. So, we have God the Father, 
God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all true. And then the Word of God is all true. John 17, 17. So all of that simply means this. When we speak about truth, God is the standard. His Word is the standard. Now, as a follower of Christ, I'm supposed to imitate that character. So there should be truth in my life. Get your finger and turn to John, New Testament, John chapter 8, verse 44. Now, Jesus is speaking in this verse to the Jewish religious leaders. And he makes a very, very interesting statement. As you get there, go down to verse 44. Listen to what Jesus says to the religious leaders. He says, you belong to your father, he's talking spiritually, the devil or Satan, and you want to carry out your father's desire. What is Jesus doing? He's speaking truth. Sometimes it's hard to speak the truth, but he's correcting the religious leaders. And he says to them, Oh, you're very religious, but you're not a worshiper of God. In fact, as we know, there's only two kingdoms in the world, kingdom of Satan, kingdom of God. So he says to the religious leaders, you're in the kingdom of Satan. Your spiritual father is Satan. Notice what he says as he goes on. Now, Satan was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. Now, when he, Satan, lies, he speaks his native language For he is a liar. In fact, he's the father of lies. Second thing you want to write is this. Satan is a liar. He cannot speak the truth. When we see father of lies, that simply means he's the originator. We know where that happened. That happened in the garden. And Satan is the source of all lies. So Satan is a natural liar. He's called the father of lies. Anytime Satan speaks, it's a lie. Now I want you to think about this. How would you like to have been raised as a child in a home where your father always lied. We can't even imagine that. Everything your father said for 18 years was a lie to you. Well, here's the problem. In this building here, if you as yet have not trusted Christ, if you haven't turned your life over to Christ, that's who your spiritual father is. You've been living under the spiritual direction of a liar your whole life. And I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of the service today to change that kingdom. I mean, you would never stay with a father if you had a chance to leave. You would never stay with a father that lies you all the time. I mean, what a miserable place. Well, that's exactly where you are spiritually. And that's what Jesus was saying to these religious leaders. Hey, you're religious, but you're not Born again, you're not saved. You absolutely don't have a clue what's happening to you. So think about that as we go through. If you haven't been born again and trusted Christ, 
Your spiritual insight comes from Satan. That's the kingdom you're under. And it's all based on lies. Now, notice these native language. It says Satan's native language is lying. The native language of Satan is lying. The native language of God is truth-telling. What is your native language? Does truth come from you? Or does lying come from you? Well, what do you think God thinks outside this ninth commandment? What do you think he thinks about lying? Keep your fingers away from there. You're going to turn to the middle of the Bible. Proverbs chapter 6. When you get to the middle of the Bible, if you just let it flop open, you're probably in Psalms. Turn to the right. Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 6. As you're turning there, let me read to you Proverbs 12, 22. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in men who are truthful. The reason God gave us this commandment, because it lying goes against his nature. Proverbs 6, verse 16. Now there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, here's the first one, a lying tongue. It's detestable to God. Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, here we go again, a false witness, lying, who pours out lies and Even this one could be taken because the dissension probably came from lying. And a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. So what does God think of lying? He hates it. Because it doesn't represent him. It represents Satan and not God. Now, as you and I think about lying, there's an interesting science that has developed in our world. It's kind of illustrated through a TV show that my wife and I watch. I usually DVD it and look at it later, all that kind of stuff, so I don't do the commercials. It's called Lie to Me. If any of you watch it, it's a very interesting program. What these guys do, let me read you what happens in the series as you're looking at that picture. Watch this. Dr. Cal Whiteman can detect the truth by analyzing a person's face, body, voice, and speech. When someone shrugs his shoulder, rotates his hands, or raises his lower lip while answering a question, Lightman can tell if their answer is true or the person is lying. As you go through the show, it's amazing. They're always called in, and of course, it's just a television show, but it's on a real science. As they're called in, the one I watched recently, the FBI called them in on a serial killer. And they were interviewing these people. They do a video of them, take them back, and they look. And if they ask a question, the guy says, no, I didn't have anything to do with it. And he moves his ear, takes it to his eye, does what I put his chin down. I don't know all the deal it is, but it's a science, actually a science. Really early on when they did the show, they don't do it as much anymore. They would do somebody that was caught lying, and they would show what it looked like with his face. And they'd put up a real person that we know that did the very same thing. One night I watched, they put Clinton up. They said, I did not have, and he went all, and it was exactly the same facial pressure. Man. Or it could be Bush. Or it could be you. 
How about Nancy Pelosi this weekend? <laughs> Be careful. Be careful, guys. Well, man, maybe the Democrats are liars. The Republicans are not liars. Be very careful. Are you kidding me? You know what's sad about Washington, D.C.? By and large, you can't trust anybody. And so our country is what? Because you just can't trust what comes out of their mouth. Now, when thinking about lies, let me give you these two statements. Number one, you know when you're lying. And there's someone else. God. So when I'm lying, I know it. And God knows it. That's all that really matters. Now, there are times in the Bible that a gift of discernment is given to somebody, and they can tell that you're lying. Remember Peter? Acts chapter 5? God gave him the... He says, well, what do you mean? What would you do with that money then? Boop, lie. Why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? So be careful as we move through this. Let me give you three little keys to write. While you're doing that, getting ready, turn to James, James, in the Bible, almost to the end of the Bible, the New Testament, James chapter 3. First thing you want to write is this. The means of lying is our tongue. James chapter 3. And we go to verse 2. Notice what James says. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn that whole animal. Or we take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they can be steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a a small little spark. And the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. What does James say? James simply says this, that that little muscle between our teeth, that human tongue, is a very small part of our body, but it has the power to rule our whole body. And in fact, to rule a nation, to ruin a country, a nation, and a church, and an individual. The tongue, Proverbs 18, 21 says, can bring death or life. So we have great potential in our mouths. It all depends what the native language is. So the first thing is, the means of lying is our tongue. Here's the second thing to write. The source of lying is our heart. Do you ever hear someone say this? They say something, went, oh, I'm, man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Because it came out very negative, very critical. Well, the problem is, it wasn't the tongue's problem. And they would say, oh, I don't think that at all. I don't know why I said it. No, they're lying right there. You know why? Because it didn't come from the tongue. It came from where? It came from the heart. See, the source of lying is not my tongue. My tongue is connected to my spiritual being, my heart. Luke 6, 45, listen. The good man brings good things out of the good things stored up in his heart. The evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of the heart, his mouth speaks. 
So it's not a tongue issue. It's a heart issue. The source of lying is our heart. Third thing to write. The manner of lying is our words. The manner of lying is our words. You that are a little older remember this statement. We don't hear it too much anymore. I haven't heard it for a long time, but you'll remember it. Finish it with me. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. You know what that is? That's a lie. How many of you here have ever been hurt by words? Well, sure we have. Without a doubt. So whoever came up with that statement is like weird. Must you know, sign Satan, whatever. It's a lie. It's impossible. Lying does injure. Lying hurts. Proverbs 12 says this. Some people make cutting remarks. You see, the language we use to communicate with one another is like a surgeon's scalpel. In the hands of a skilled surgeon, beautiful things take place. All of us have experienced that. In the hands of a careless surgeon, disaster happens. So it is with our words. Next thing you want to write is this. Do not lie to or about people. Do not lie to or about people. I want you to get ready because you're going to turn to your neighbor and you're going to say this. This teaching is for me. And then you're going to finish and go like this. And it's for you too. And it's for you too. Go ahead. Just turn to your neighbor. Go ahead. Now, which part did you like better? It's for me or? Oh, you too. Yeah, you too. Right there, baby. Yeah. All right. So it's for all of us, myself included. Turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians, you're not far away. Colossians chapter 3. Just add a little to the left. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. You see, we can break the ninth commandment in so many ways. Most of us, when we think of lying, only think of lying. But it's untruth in many ways. As you've turned there, let me read to you Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. Paul says this, But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander. Filthy language from your lips. Now do not lie to each other, since you've taken off your old self with its practices, and you put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of the Creator. Today, Pastor Mark taught about truth and God. You learn that God is the truth, and that He expects His followers to show the same character. You learn that there's no place for even little white lies in the life of a Christ follower. You were reminded about the damage lies can do, but also the greater power that telling the truth can have in a person's life. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. 
feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Truth or Lies. You'll hear more about God's character as well as be reminded about mankind's fallen nature. You'll find out more about how men and women at Satan's guidance and urging have figured how to lie in sneakier ways. And Pastor Mark will stress that God's truth doesn't ever change, no matter what. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.